Welcome to another episode. This one I'm super excited because this is an opportunity to get your mind right in 2020. Marcy Gray is a psychotherapist and a social worker, and she is giving all the tips for starting 2020 fresh. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and share, like, and comment. I love to hear from you. With me. Oh, wow. I remember feeling like teary and sad, but then I would just, I was kind of in the closet doing that. Like, you know, locking myself in my bathroom, having these sad episodes and then trying to pull myself together and do all the things that I do. And then I realized little by little, like this wasn't working. And so I had to get some help. And so when they were saying to me, well, this is, this sounds like, you know, anxiety and depression. I was like, no, no, not me. Like I'm the helper. I'm not supposed to be having anxiety mm. and depression. And I'm not sad. I'm not a sad person, as I told them as the tears were coming down my face. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so it was a real it was a real rude awakening for me. And it took me years to first of all, accept where I was at. Mm. And second of all, to get the help that I needed. And thirdly, to kind of build in my own resilience to figure out, okay, so how do I get even better? Like do better? How do I um, build some of my own resilience? How do I wow. really rise up, rise up from this? And when I rise up from this, what do I do with that? And I always thought, man, I got to the darkest, darkest, darkest places. And I said to myself, Welcome to the sweet life of Stephanie J. Hey, welcome to Getting Made with Stephanie J. Getting Made with Stephanie J is a podcast for women who are on the edge of change, who just need a little motivation, information, and inspiration to push past what's getting the, keeping them stuck, any obstacles from their past, and move them to the life they really want to present to the world. Getting Made is getting your mind right, getting your attitude in check, getting a dream and a drive, and getting your energy up through exercise and eating right. And that's what this podcast is for. This podcast is being presented to you to provide that inspiration, information, information, and motivation to push you past those obstacles. And it's being sponsored by Your Sweetest Life. Your Sweetest Life is YourSweetestLife.com is where you can find all of the information you need to push past that. There's a blog post if you like to read. The podcasts are there. You can find all of my favorite shopping and um, shopping spots and even some of the, sp the things I like to shop for. And you can click right there and purchase them. So YourSweetestLife.com and that spot right there will take you to everything you need to move into the life that you want to have. It'll get your clothing together, get your uh, houseware stuff together, and also get your mind and your attitude, your dream, and your energy up. So thank you so much for being part of this podcast. For those of you who are your first time listening, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you so much. And those of you that have been around for a while, thank you for sticking out with me. If you um, find this inspiring or motivational or the information is good for you please share it with someone who you think it might help um, every time that you share it and also if you're on apple please give me a five-star review every time you do a five-star review guess what more women get to be inspired and get information and inspiration and motivation that's what i'm here for to really see women live their sweetest life so i'm gonna go ahead and stop talking at this introduction and move on to the podcast for the week this week's episode is once again sponsored by your sweetest life Thanks, ladies, and keep reaching for your sweet. Oh my gosh, it's the first live of 2020. Let's get this music going. Oh, that's not the right music. Ah, they're killing me.
There we go. Yay! I am so excited. It is 2020. Welcome, welcome. Come on in. Come on in. I am super excited that Marcy is going to be our first guest of this decade. Marcy, you just set a precedence. Welcome, everybody. Oh, my hair is kind of upside down. I will bring you in very shortly, Marcy. I'm trying to let fix my hair. Let's get hype. It's 2020, and we are here to get our minds together. Not let anything stop us. Not let anything stop us. Not let anything stop us. Nope, not in 2020. Not let anything stop us. Not letting anything stop us. Not letting anything stop us in 2020. Welcome to the Sweet Life Cafe. Welcome to my online talk show. Very excited about this first guest of 2020 of a new decade, a new year. It's going to be good. Mine has already had its challenges. But it's all good because they're just to make me better. <coughs> My body's trying to do funky stuff, but I'm not letting it. Marcy, go ahead and um, share this while, while we're waiting for this music to play out. And anybody else is on there, share because you want to be here tonight. You will get your questions answered about your mental health, your mindset, um, how to walk in your steps that you want to see that God has laid out for you for this next, next decade. We do not have time to play. This is not a dress rehearsal. Uh, let's go. Hey, Wendy. We are getting our minds together tonight. We're starting off 2020 strong. Uh-uh. Strong, strong, strong. Strong, strong, strong. Strong, strong, strong. Sing it with me. Strong, strong, strong. This is probably the last, I hope the last one I'm going to play this. I'm coming out with new music as soon as my uh, music producer sends it to me, a.k.a. my son, music producer. So if he comes on here, I'm going to yell at him because I'm waiting for it. But I'm so excited. Welcome to the first talk on my online talk show, The Sweet Life Cafe, with for 2020. I'm very, very, very excited. All right, let me get my last little sip of tea here. Grab your beverage of choice. Grab your beverage of choice and have a seat. Oh. Grab your beverage. Sit down. Grab your notebook. Let's get to work. Ain't no time to rest. Ain't no time to play. It's time to take this decade and run away. That was good, right? Right? That's my next step. That's my next game. Alright, let me get this music turned off. Oh my gosh. My iPad's not responding to my fingers today. I was trying to fade it out. But it's just not wanting to. Okay. We're just going to cut it off. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new decade. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is the first live of 2020. Oh, you guys, I am so excited for this new decade. Like, I just, I have been, for the last two to three years, we have, in our home and in life, 
we've been just there's so many challenges that have hit us and we pushed through so many things and we've tried so many i mean it's just been it's been a good rough i don't know if that's a good way to put it it's been rough but it's been a good rough a good rough because i feel like it's molding me into the woman i'm supposed to be so i'm so excited because oh hold on don't go anywhere you guys i forgot one thing don't go anywhere stay right there i'll be right back don't go Okay, I had to run down because I forgot one thing. So this decade is going to be, we're starting fresh, we're starting new, we're, we're, cre we're going to be creating and walking in the steps we're supposed to walk in, become the woman we're supposed to become, and I'm really excited about the new workbook I just created. I had to run downstairs. <laughs> but coming up in 2020, at least in the next month, I'm going to start talking a little bit more about my new workbook, Overcoming the Fear of Starting. Um, and this is a hands-on workbook um, that I'm really excited about. So over the next, on January 22nd, January 26th, I'm going to be between lives, and I'm going to start going through the steps that are in this book. It's going to be just a general live talking about it. But coming up next month, I'm going to be teaching a master class for a small number of women to bring you in, and we're going to go through each of these steps together we're going to take you through a goal a attention intention and something that you want to achieve and we're going to use the workbook to do that and i'm really excited because it's written in a way that you can use it for any goal big goal little goal i want to wash dishes quicker you can use it for that but i'm super excited so you don't have your copy grab that on amazon right now overcoming the fear of starting um, or you can go to my link in my bio and it's right up there so with no further ado while I catch my breath, <laughs> I'm going to bring in Marcy because I'm really excited. Um, I'm going to let her introduce herself, but just a little bit about her real quick. She is a psychotherapist. Um, she does therapy. She does group um, therapy. She does classes. She's a speaker. Um, and she spends her time really talking about health and wellness, mental health and wellness. Um, so I'm going to let her give her full intro and I'm going to bring her in right now. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to try to sit a little higher here. There we go. Ah. Here she comes. Marcy! Yay! 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 Oh, hi! We have, this is so cool. I'm so glad you're here. Yay! I know. Yay. I loved your Marcy. intro music. It was fun to dance to. I need, that's my, uh, that's my jam to get me like, then I had to run down steps and I'm like, <laughs> I got to cool down. Marcy, thank you so much. So, you know, as part of like the, the new workbook I have overcoming the fair starting, the first step is mindset. So that's why I wanted to bring on, and it just happened, we just kind of connected and the timing yeah. of it was completely ordained. So Marcy, tell them about a little bit about who you are and what you do. So my name is Marcy uh, Gray of Gray Matter Health. So my private practice is called Gray Matter Health. And I am a social worker and psychotherapist. And I do individual, group, family counseling. Um, but I, in addition to all that, I do teach. I teach uh, social workers and police officers, paramedics, 
in different things, um, whether it's compassion fatigue or uh, suicide intervention, different things that I teach and do workshops on. And what else do I do? I run my own workshops through Green Matter Health. Mm -hmm. And I have one that's going to be coming up, a mental health awareness workshop in February 29th. So yeah, do that's that's me in a nutshell. That's a lot of nutshell, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of nutshell. So how did you yeah. then? Because you know I work with a lot of social workers. I'm a nurse by profession, um, and this is my passion. How did you get? How did you even decide to become a social worker? What brought you there? So I felt like as a kid, I always felt like I had a good life. Like I grew up with my mom, grew up with my dad in the suburb. Um, and we had, my cousins lived right next door. Oh, we yeah. had a happy childhood. And I can't say, you know, that the, anything huge and tra traumatic happened in my life that was, you know, and I used to look at other people's lives and think, like, I need to help them. I mm. just need to be a helping hand. And so I just found at a really young age, I felt really grateful for where my life was. And I just always had that feeling of wanting to help other people. So when they were asking, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? I never ever said like a social worker, social services, but I just knew I wanted to help people in some way, shape or form. And I knew I couldn't do nursing because my mom's a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do the blood and guts. I just, and that whole makes me queasy. I had asthma as a kid, so I was always in hospital and there was nothing about hospitals that I loved. <laughs> So hats off to you for being a nurse live for that. what you do. I highly respect the work that you do. Likewise. Yeah. Likewise. Now, had this rollover into psychotherapy? So, yeah. So actually, I feel like being in social services for so long, you kind of think that you know everything about social services and helping people. Um, so mental health was not the big thing that it is today, but it was a thing and we kind of knew that people struggled with their mental health, but nothing really taught me about mental health until I had an episode mm. myself, until life hit me real hard and I didn't realize like, you know, first of all, when it hit me, I was like, I couldn't figure out what was happening with me. Oh, wow. I remember feeling like teary and sad, but then I would just, I was kind of in the closet doing that, like, you know, locking myself in my bathroom, having these sad episodes and then mm -hmm. trying to pull myself together and do all the things that I do. And then I realized little by little, like this wasn't working. And so I had to get some help. And so when they were saying to me, well, this is, this sounds like, you know, anxiety and depression, I was like, no, no not me, like I'm the helper. I'm not supposed to be having anxiety mm. and depression. I'm not sad, I'm not a sad person, as I told them as the tears were coming down my face, <laughs> right? And so it was a real, it was a real rude awakening for me. And it took me years to, first of all, accept where I was at. Mm. And second of all, to get the help that I needed. And thirdly, to kind of build in my own resilience to figure out okay, so how do I get even better, like do better? How do I um, build some of my own resilience? How do I wow. really rise up, rise up from this? And when I rise up from this, what do I do with that? And I always thought, man, I got to the darkest, darkest, darkest places. And I said to myself, if, if I survive this, and there was times where I didn't think I was gonna survive it. Mm -hmm. If I survive it, 
I'm, I'm going to somehow help other people. And so coming out of it, I went back to school, got my master's, and there we go. <laughs> and I love what you say because I know like a lot of times people who don't have some traumatic event in their life and they go through like periods of depression and anxiety, like they think there's something wrong with them. And, right. and you always think it has to be associated with some event, but that even if you've had a perfect childhood, that you right. can still suffer from anxiety and depression. Right. And I mean, you can always look back on, I mean, there's always things in life, mm -hmm. there's ups and downs in life. But yeah, I look back on all of the things that have happened to me and I re it, it, it gives you an awakening to kind of realize like, for me, I was always a type personality, go, go, go. And so I wasn't looking forward, I wasn't looking for illness to be or mental illness to be something that would ever be a part of my life. Because being in that state where you're dehabilitated, and you just can't even help yourself is really as like a not a good feeling at all. Right. But um, I think all that I went through taught me that no one's immune mm -hmm. to any mental health challenges. No one's immune to it. It can happen to anybody. And from it, I've learned, you know, the precipitating factors, what built up to that? How did I get there? And how do I go on from there? Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't send this, but now we've kind of gone into that. How, how can people sometimes identify those precipitating factors? Because I don't know if sometimes like you, you just get in those states and you don't even look at what caused it. How can you start identifying like factors that may cause anxiety or depression and Right. So the first thing is realizing where you're at, because sometimes you feel like, well, I'm not sleeping well, or I'm not eating well, or I can't get out of bed, like you're seeing these symptoms, and you're not realizing this can actually be depression, or this can actually be anxiety or whatever it is. So first of all, there's like this awakening that has to happen to realize that, yeah, I'm going through something that could be a mental health issue, and going to see somebody to talk about whether it could be a mental health issue, right? Mm -hmm. And then then from there, working backwards and saying, okay, so what are the precipitating things that, what have I been going through? For, mm -hmm. So for me, for example, I, I didn't realize when, until the nurses started asking me questions about, you know, what have you been going through that I, I was like, yeah, I went through my, one of my good friends passed away uh, suddenly in his sleep. And I was the god. I'm the godfather, godmother to his child. And um, yeah, there was you know my my dad had a, a diagnosis that was deadly, and we weren't sure what was going to happen. Oh, and yeah, my grandmother collapsed and was had a brain aneurysm and died. You know, looked like she was oh, going to die. And then yeah, my godmother <laughs> who was uh, really close to me at the time, and I'm the only person who is her power of attorney and everything. She died suddenly, like. Mm -hmm. And then I was going to work part-time, going to work full-time. Uh, I was, like, burning the oil at uh, both ends. And then I was pregnant, and it was, like, a surprise pregnancy. And then, like, I didn't realize that. <laughs> I <laughs> like, I'm over here, like, oh, my God, I'm tired. <laughs> I know. Right? I might need some right. therapy after this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And at the time, it just didn't occur to me. It was, to me, it was, like, life, like. You go through life, things happen, just go through it. Like, grit your teeth, bear it, get through it. And, and so, as women, that's like so characteristic. 
That's right. That's right. That you're supposed to be able to handle it all. You're supposed mm -hmm. to be a good wife. You're supposed to be a good mother, a good employee, a good sister, a good daughter. <laughs> you're supposed to be able to do it all, right? Pick up the phone when your friend calls and they're down. Right. Right. And, yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So if you're not paying attention, don't look after yourself. So paying attention is key. Paying mm -hmm. attention is key to the different things that are, that are in your life. And also self-care. Like I used to teach on self-care. I still teach on self-care. But my teach on self, my taught, my story of self care mm -hmm. is so much different now because I've been through it. And I'm like, you don't want to be like me, hit the wall and not be able to go forward. Like I used to teach on self care, but I didn't actually practice self care. Oh, gosh. And a lot of people do that. And I'm looking at it. Um, I'm sorry if I say it wrong. I'm sorry. I don't have my contacts in. So sometimes I can't see things. Good. Well, Cornerstone um, FS is so hard to realize it when you're in the thick of it. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it's so hard to realize it. So yeah. if you are in the thick of it and you need to do self-care, what are some things like in the thick of it, knowing that I need to do something for myself before I go over the mountain? <clears throat> Maybe mm -hmm. we're kind of getting ahead, but what are some things, since it's already out there, what are some things that you know you can kind of do while you're in the yeah. thick of it? Yeah, so self-care, I want to just put it out there as well, that self-care is more than just bubble baths and manicures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I know with my clients and with some of the workshops that I do, I, I do a self-care assessment and there's five components to that assessment. So people are, are not just looking at uh, physical, but they're looking at, so there's a physical self-care assessment, an emotional self-care assessment, a psychological self-care assessment, uh, a professional self-care assessment, and a spiritual. So there's five components and I do an assessment to assess where you're at in those five components. And then it helps okay. you to realize where do I focus my efforts on? Where am I, based on your scores, where am I really lacking? And actually, I'm sure that people, if, if they were interested, could actually Google and find um, self-care assessments. But um, it's, it's a good starting place to kind of look at where do I need to focus? So um, spiritual self-care, for example, could be do I spend time, you know, some people are religious, some people are not. Do I spend time in prayer? Do I spend time in meditation? Or do I spend time in nature? Um, yeah, emotional self-care can be various things. So it do journaling or um, even spending time with friends and un unleash, unleashing some of what you have built up, having the um, social networks and things like that. So there's various, and then the physical self-care in terms of how you're looking after yourself physically. So various, various things that people can do. And that's really good because I think sometimes that you might hear of like something like a form of self-care, but it might not be the thing that you actually need. So you say it's like, oh, you know, hey girl, I, when I need something for myself, I take a bubble bath. So I go take a bubble bath and then I'm like, I, I didn't do anything for me. You know what I mean? So like, right. I like the idea of the assessment because it allows each individual person to see like what areas they need, you know, if they're not in tune with themselves, what areas that they need to really exactly. focus on. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And That's emotional, the, the emotional self-care, I think also talks about a social aspect of it. So, you know, spending time with friends, with family, mm -hmm. with and being able to unload on someone uh, and uh, psychological self-care does sometimes include a therapist, right? Do you, do, you, do you need a therapist? Do you need someone in your life that you can unload on? Yeah. And someone, are you able to do this assessment with individuals online? Are you, Marcy, 
able to do that assessment with individuals online. Yes, I do do the, so I do online therapy 